Praise the Lord. So the theme this evening as we come together is uh, Holy Spirit, show me the complete truth. Holy Spirit, show me the complete truth. Or Holy Spirit, lead me to the complete truth. Show me the complete truth. Lead me to the complete truth. John chapter 16, verse 13. John chapter 16, verse 13. So, I'm going to say it, you're going to repeat it. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, you can repeat that. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. And he will tell you what is yet to come. I want you to focus on the first two lines of that sentence. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So my brothers and sisters, do you want to know the full truth of what's happening to you? Do you want to know the full truth of events? The full meaning of what's taking place? The scripture is telling us, Jesus is speaking about the Holy Spirit and he's telling us, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will take you, he will lead you into the complete truth. So, everyone wants to know what the truth is. Everyone wants to know the complete truth. So, here we have a promise. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead us into the complete truth of everything. For example, we have a failure. And we are going through a crisis because of that failure. We have shame. We have fear. We have anxiety. And we look at this failure and we want to know why. What is the truth of this failure? So, if you look at it superficially, uh, we end up blaming someone for it. Either, first of all, of course, we blame other people because there's a sequence, you know, in uh, even how we go through blame. It's very interesting when you study uh, emotional intelligence, they tell you uh, the sequence of how people deal with, uh, with uh, pain. 
you know and the first thing of course is uh, uh, you don't accept it no it can't be it can never be you know but after some time you are forced to accept it so when you accept it then you can't deal with it you have to find out what the truth of it then of course it's easier to blame it on somebody else and deal with it so generally the second step is uh, we blame it on somebody else and then we take a third step sometimes we blame ourselves but in actual fact these steps are only superficial ways of looking at events if you want to know the truth about your failure the bible is telling us if you come to god come to jesus the holy spirit will show it to you praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord we have a rejection we go through a humiliation then we go through the superficial steps we deny it the first step of any crisis is denial you don't accept it you deny it then you deal with it by blaming someone for else for it then you blame yourself but if you remain there you are going to have a lot of anxiety stress regrets pain but the scripture is telling us tonight but if you bring that to the holy spirit the holy spirit will reveal the complete truth of what's happening to you praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord i suspect that a lot of people will play a lot of money for this you know if they know that you can find the complete truth by coming to the holy spirit you know a lot of people go to fortune tellers they go to light readers they go to all kinds of you know tarot cards you name it because they want to know the complete truth they want to know the truth that's hidden from them but the scripture is say when the spirit comes he will lead you to the complete truth now if you don't if you remain at the superficial level of blaming of real it will end up with anger we'll have anger in our hearts we'll have reactions sometimes revenge sometimes behaving badly even withdrawing you know people give up on other people because this crisis we we may not know how to move beyond the superficial into the depths so before i talk about going to the deeper place i like to tell you about what happens if you don't if you don't deal with this if you leave it at the superficial level uh, what will happen most of most often anger will set in because you are blaming someone blame someone else or even if you blame yourself anger sets in and with it complications and i like to talk to you about it so uh ephesians chapter 4 verse 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. You can repeat after me. In your anger, you can repeat that. In your anger, do not sin. Do not sin. Uh, so there's a bit of a relief, you know. It says that uh, it's okay to be a little angry, you know. You know? <laughs> but it says, in your anger, but the thing to do is not to sin. And then it goes on to explain. You can repeat after me. Do not let the sun go down. Do not let the sun go down. Uh, while you are still angry. While you are still angry. So, uh, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. So, you can, you can take it in two ways, you know. Uh, one way is you can say, you know, don't keep it inside. You know, don't, don't uh, 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 you know, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. You know, don't keep it inside. So, the easier solution is to take your phone you know, because we are in the age of uh, communication, and uh, don't keep your anger, but let someone else have it. You know, so then, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you so now you are you are released your anger. We are given somebody else the burden. You know, but that may not be what Jesus is saying, or this, or or uh, or Saint Paul is saying, but he's saying, don't allow. Anger to fester inside your heart. Don't allow anger to remain there. Because if you do that, you are creating a very harmful, toxic environment. So that is not an external toxic environment. It's an internally harmful toxic environment. Where a lot of infections can breed. And what are the infections? You can see in the next verse, verse 27, beautifully given to us. If you look at verse, and do not give the devil a foothold. You can repeat that. And do not give the devil a foothold. Now, this is a very interesting verse. Why is that? No one likes to give the devil a foothold, isn't it? Drive alone a foothold, we don't want to give them a toe hold or even a toenail hold. So, so we say a lot of we say a lot of prayers, isn't it? And we have prayers to Saint Michael, the Archangel. Uh, we put crosses over our doors. Uh, we have protection prayers in order to make sure that the devil will not get in. Isn't it? I remember when we were children, we were on a trip and uh, our vehicle had a flat tire and uh, we had to get down to repair it. And I, I had an old aunt of mine and uh, she was afraid of the devil, you know. And uh, while all the time while the tire was being repaired, she was walk, walking around the vehicle, throwing crosses into the darkness, you know, to make sure that no evil will come. So, so throwing crosses means not literal crosses, but but you know the sign of the cross, throwing it all around, hoping that you know there is no no de, no uh, uh, evil. But if you look at this verse, while saying all the prayers, 
we may be actually leaving a door open for the devil to take a foothold. And what is that? That is to allow anger to remain in our hearts. So let me start from where I started. What I said was the Holy Spirit leads us into complete truth. But if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into complete truth, partial things become the truth. And when partial stuff becomes truth, you end up blaming somebody else. You end up blaming yourself. You end up blaming circumstances. And if you continue to do that, it fosters anger inside us. And if you don't deal with this anger against somebody or against yourself or against the world, it opens a door to the powers of darkness. Isn't that amazing when you think about it? Yeah? We become restless. Our friends seem like enemies. We have this urge to take revenge. We become reactive. We become harsh. And without our knowledge, we are, our, our disposition of love, peace and joy is taken away. Because we have given the devil a foothold. So what do we do? That's really the problem we need to deal with. Before that, Jesus explains if you give the foothold, what will happen? You know, John 10.10. If you look at John 10.10. Now, Jesus calls the devil a thief. And now he explains what the thief comes to do. The thief comes, we can repeat that. The thief comes only to steal, only to steal and kill and kill and destroy and destroy. Can you see that? So now, if you give the devil a foothold, by looking at stuff only at the human level, by looking at people and, and events only at the human level, and looking at things without the revelation of God, it will bring anger, resentment, reaction into our hearts. And then he says, it opens the door to the powers of darkness. And what is the first thing? The devil comes, the thief comes only to steal. What does he steal? Steals our peace. Steals the love in our hearts. We are unable to love. Steals our joy. And then breeds fear. Resentment, anger. You can see how this whole thing begins to operate inside of us and kill and destroy. Destroy relationships. Kill the goodwill. Take away the happiness of a family. And suddenly, we have lost our way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My brother, my sister, isn't that amazing? From where does it start? I told you from where it starts. It starts from the place when partial truths 
become absolute reality. Starts from the place when we assume that how we see things is the only way to see things. That's the only truth. And then what happens is we don't see beyond it. But there's a second part to this verse which gives us an answer. If you look at it together with me. We look at John 10.10 10 again. If you look at it together with me, the second part of the verse. You can repeat the second part. I have come. I have come. That they may have life. That they may have life. And have it to the full. And have it to the full. But Jesus is saying, you can give the devil a foothold or you can open the door of your heart to me. In the same event, in the same shame, in the same failure, in the same situation, struggle, you can either through anger and resentment and reaction or give, a, give the devil a foothold or that same event, you can turn to the Lord and give him the door to come inside. And when he comes in, he says, I have come that they may have life. Through the very failure, through the very rejection, through the very pain that we went through, he begins to inject energy and life. We begin to have another kind of movement in our heart and have it to the full. We tend to not just have life, even to overcome the challenges that are around us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what do we do for that? I thought we, there are several things we, need, we can do, you know. When we are dealing with a failure, with a pain, with a rejection, with an issue uh, coming from outside or coming from inside, there are several things we can do. Step number one, we take it to the Lord in prayer. Step number two, two and three can be interchanged, but I'm just saying two. We can do what we can do. We can repent our, our contribution. Of course, you can have a post-mortem and analyze what everyone else has done. Uh, but if you spend too much time on the post-mortem, you lose your case. You know? Because in the end, we get bogged down in our own understanding. But you can always repent for your, for, we can always repent for our own limitations. And then we wait. Because as we wait, you will realize, uh, as we wait in the presence of the Lord, the Lord can drop in another way of seeing this whole situation. A few days ago, we were having this discussion and one of our young men uh, who actually served, he gave a beautiful insight. He said when he goes through a conflict with a person, and the heart is heavy and, and, and angry, he takes it to prayer. He's, he confesses his own, his own struggle in that. And then he says he waits. And as he waits, he says, uh, sometimes a thought that was never there drops in. And in that thought, it gives him relief, but it also shows him the way he can reach out to the other person. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise because the Holy Spirit has revealed a deeper truth. The Holy Spirit has revealed a deeper way. So then what do you do? You surrender the fourth one. 
you surrender it to Jesus. So, step one, you come to prayer. Step two, you repent. Step three, you wait. And whatever the Lord shows you, you surrender to Jesus. The moment you do that, that very thing that was robbing you of your peace and joy and love becomes the source of God's consolation and peace. Begins to move in your heart such depths. You begin to be comforted and you begin to be strong because you see the hand of God moving through that failure, moving through that humiliation, moving through that pain. And everything begins to change. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, uh, Edith Stein is a saint of the church of the modern era. She died in 1942, Edith Stein. Uh, she has a very interesting past. Uh, she was a philosopher in a time when women rarely did philosophy. Uh, she had a doctorate in philosophy. And uh, she was a Jew, a Jewess, uh, who was intellectual, educated, living in Germany. And uh, uh, in her philosophical study, she was an atheist as well. But somebody introduced her to the writings of St. Therese of Avila, the interior castle. And when she read uh, the interior castle, she was so touched that she had a divine revelation of God. And she converted to Catholicism. And then she became a Carmelite nun. And she writes, before you go to sleep, she says, if you have something that really worries you, she says, take it to the feet of Jesus and hand it over to him. Then he says, then go and have a good night's sleep. And then she says, why? Because someone greater than you is handling the problem. <laughs> See how simple it is. You know? Someone greater than you is handling the problem. <laughs> So again, go and have a sound sleep because of that. So my brother, my sister, that's where the choice comes, whether we are going to experience a death, a suffering, a trial, or whether it's going to lead to life. It's not the event, it's what we do with it. And here, the Holy Spirit leads you to the complete truth. You come before the Lord, you repent, you wait, and he, reads the, he reveals the truth. You surrender to that. And immediately the very thing that was robbing you of your peace and joy becomes the source of life itself. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we just praise and thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Worship you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So now the question is, what is God's complete plan in anything? You know? Now, if, if you think that the complete truth, what is God's complete plan? What is God's complete truth in anything? And we have a scripture that really shows us the way to the complete truth. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, Verse 11. So if you look at 29.11, it says, 
For I know the plans I have for you. You can repeat that. For I know the plans I have for you. Says the Lord. Says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Plans to give you hope and a future. So the, the, the main thing I want you to understand tonight is God has a plan for you. You're not abstract. You're not nothing. God has a plan for you. And this plan is to prosper you and to bless you into the future. So you must remember, God has this plan for you. But it won't just happen. It won't just unroll. For God's plan to unroll and to be unraveled, we need to cooperate. That's what you mean by coming to the Lord. Don't keep the anger inside you. Peter says, don't keep the resentment inside you. Don't keep the struggle inside you. Bring it to him first. Repent of your own, own struggle. Wait before him. Surrender to him. Cooperate with the revelation the Holy Spirit is giving you. And then the plan for your good, the plan for your future will be unraveled. And it will work through anything that happens in your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Anyone can do anything. But if you surrender to God, God has a plan to unravel and work it out for your good. Romans 8, 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. You can repeat after me. And we know. And we know. That in all things, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. God works for the good of those who love Him. Who have been called according to His purpose. Who have been called according to His purpose. In all things. Are you having a sickness? Are you going through a financial struggle? Are you going through a relationship difficulty? Are you dealing with an unfortunate accident? In that, if you bring it to the Lord, if you repent of your part, it's part in it. If you, if you, if you wait before him, he will reveal the complete truth. And what's the complete truth? The complete truth is, this is only a part of the greater plan he has for your good. And your future. Praise the Lord. 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 Praise. Isn't that amazing? Shall we just praise and thank the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise thank you, Father. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Actually, uh, in my early 20s, uh, I thought I was uh, Mr. Know It All, you know, knowing everything, you know, arguing about everything not believing in God. It was the fashion. And in that kind of situation, only I realized I got something called a, a arrhythmia in my heart. You know, My heart started missing beats. 
that really frightened me, you know, because uh, the possibility of dying became real for me. And I realized my heart stops, you know. And the first thing I did was, uh, uh, I began to question, why me? Why on earth should I, at this young age, have this experience when so many others don't have it, you know? Why can't God give it to somebody? Even though I didn't believe in God, I blamed him. You know? <laughs> so, have you noticed you can blame God without believing in him? You know? So, <laughs> just remember a joke, I'll just say it before it goes to my mind. And then, you know that there was an atheist who was walking in the forest and he was admiring nature and never, never accepting that there's a divine hand behind it, you know. And uh, and looking around and suddenly a bear bear came you know and when the bear came running he thought it's the end he ran for his life and then he fell down and he, the bear was about to pounce on him and then he said oh god please help me so then everything stopped you know the forest everything stopped and then uh, uh, a voice said uh, no i'm glad you acknowledge me at last now, do you believe that there is a God? You know, will you will you become a Christian? He said, you know, after being an atheist for so long, how can I be a Christian? Because all my friends, what will happen? You know, I can't be a Christian. But I ask you to do something else. What is that? Make the bear a Christian. He said, then I'll be saved. God said, okay, and then everything returned to normal. So the bear had his hand over over this guy. Then the bear put his hands together. And then he said, bless us, O Lord, and the gifts we are about to receive by your bounty. <laughs> okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. So, just in case, it slipped my mind. Okay. So, as you, as you come back, you will see all things work for good if we surrender to the greater plan of God. That's the higher truth. That's the higher truth, the deeper truth that the Holy Spirit brings. If you don't see that, we are depressed, we are sad, we are angry, we are upset, we get caught up, we commit suicide, we get into depression. A thousand things happen because we don't see the deeper meaning of the things that are taking place. And it's only the Holy Spirit who can give it to us. You know, and uh, Bishop Robert Barron, in one of his writings, one of his reflections last week, he says, uh, the world has changed so much that in the ancient world, uh, people went to the, people went to the, to the uh, uh, philosophers for wisdom, like Aristotle in the Greeks, you know, uh, they went to the philosophers. Then they went to religious leaders. But today, they don't go to philosophers, religious leaders, politicians, but they go to the scientists. And today, whatever a scientist says is treated as absolute truth. You know, believe more than anything else. And the scientist can only explain up to the level of cause and effect and rational truths. And if you remain there, that's the end. It will not give you the deep answers of reality. And here it is, the Holy Spirit will do that for us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise so a great example of that is found 
with St. Peter, you know. St. Peter, Jesus went to the mountain and he sat or he stood, we don't know, most probably he stood with uh, Moses and Elijah and the Holy Spirit through Moses and Elijah revealed the complete truth. What's the complete truth? The complete truth was that he has to suffer. Suffering is a part of his life. He has to die. Dying will be a part of his life. And then he will rise again in glory. And through that resurrection, he will save the world. That was the complete truth. So when he came down, he told people the complete truth. And you know what Peter did, no? Peter took him to a side and told him, Lord, as long as I'm here, I'm not going to allow you to do that. Now, Peter is dealing with the partial truth. He's actually loving Jesus. He's actually want to protect him and care for him. But his understanding is at the human level, partial truth, not a divine truth. So if you look at Jesus' answer, Matthew 16, verse 23, is very revealing. Matthew 16, verse 23. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You are a stumbling block to me. Can you see that? Again, the word Satan is coming here. Again, the earlier it was said, don't give the devil a foothold. Again, the word Satan is coming here. Get thee behind me, Satan. He says, you are, you, you, you are behaving like Satan. Why? He explains it. You do not have in mind the things of God. You can repeat that. You do not have in mind the things of God. But the things of men. But the things of men. In other words, saying your, your understanding of reality is partial. And it's tempting you. It's making you see things and behave in a way that is harmful in the end. Can you see this? And here we are frightened of the devil. We are putting holy water. We are saying the prayers. We are, we are doing a lot of stuff outside. But we are keeping the door open. By not seeking the deeper truth about what's happening to us from the heart of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You come to the Lord. You repent. You wait, and when the revelation comes of the deeper truth, you surrender. And in everything, God begins to work for our good. So we just praise and thank the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Glory to your name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Actually, uh, we can see the result of this when Peter receives the Holy Spirit. Then he receives complete truth. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Now Peter is now preaching the first sermon, Christian sermon, and we see the result of receiving complete revelation about the, about the death of Jesus. Now look at what Peter says. Therefore, you can repeat that. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. Let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus. God has made this Jesus. Whom you crucified. Whom you crucified. 
both lord and christ both lord and christ now he sees the complete truth he saying yes he died he was crucified but it's not a curse it's not a tragedy it's not the end but he has been made lord and christ praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord my brother my sister i'm inviting you tonight don't remain at the level of partial truth don't be caught up in this terrible struggle of the world and lose our way even in our relationship with our loved ones even in this christian journey we can deal with things with partial truth not coming to the lord and loving the revelation of the lord to come into us but dealing with this only at human level no. because peter if you see he really loved the lord but his friendship with jesus was blocked by his understanding so in actual fact he thought he was doing jesus a favor by trying to protect him from the crucifixion but in actual fact he was harming the ultimate better higher truth that god had for him we can do the same for loved ones we can do the same for community members no protecting them at the human level of the flesh only not allowing them to grow through the crisis they are in we can actually harm them more than help them praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord the right. challenge we have and look at peter after that he grew into this truth himself now he spoke about jesus but here he talks he grew into this truth himself acts chapter 5 verse 41 He, Peter and John were taken to the Sanhedrin. They warned them not to preach in the name of Jesus, and they whipped them. And now we have the result of the whipping. The apostles left the Sanhedrin. You can repeat that. The apostles left the Sanhedrin, rejoicing, rejoicing, because they had been counted worthy, because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace. of suffering disgrace for the name for the name actually something crazy about this verse if you look at this just keep the verse there you know if you look at the top of the verse it says what what were they doing they were rejoicing now the word rejoicing is double joy it's not joy is double joy they were rejoicing now if you ask the question why were they rejoicing there must be a reason to to have double joy because they had been counted worthy of suffering what disgrace they were rejoicing because they were disgraced so either they are having some serious mental issues you know people 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 get into perverse distorted personalities where being humiliated gives them great joy you know so that is a serious psychiatric illness you know uh, either they are having a serious psychiatric illness you know where, where they get perverse joy of being humiliated <laughs> or the partial truths of this world have been surpassed by the complete truth that the holy spirit has brought to them and the complete truth is so clear so clear what is the complete truth that it's a privilege to be rejected and humiliated for the name of jesus because you have entered the kingdom of god 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My brother, my sister, seeing through the revelation of the Spirit liberates us from all the negativity in our life, even while the situation remains the same. And when we are internally free and we give a response to the Lord, He gives us the assurance all what's happening to us will work together for our good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Shall we be before the Lord a few moments, my brothers and sisters? Heavenly Father, we see our blindness. Partial truths have become absolute truths in our day-to-day -day life because everyone is partially blind. And normalcy has become partial blindness and complete blindness. Lord, we pray, give us the grace not to remain at the level of resentment and anger and reaction and judgment and to understand things only at the human level, which is our great temptation. But to bring it all to prayer tonight. All what's happening in our life, bring it to prayer. And to lay it at your feet, Lord, we have contributed to the issues that we are dealing with. We have caused pain in our own life and the lives of others. And we want to give it to you. We want to give it to you. Lord, we repent of our own contributions. But we also wait before you. Lord, lead us through them. Turn it to good. Turn it to the foundation of a greater blessing that you are having for all of us. Because you are releasing this power into our life. We just want to say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Worship you, Father. Bless your name. All this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord.